Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited for the episode today because I am interviewing Miss Fia Salter, who is a manifestation and mindset coach and the host of the Manifest Edit podcast and creator of the Vibes Method for Inlined Manifestation. Her message mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small, confidently manifest their desires, and live in an extraordinary life. Her serving as a practical example of her work after being orphaned at 14 years old, which we go into her incredible story in this podcast, grappling with mental illness, chronic pain, and then moving overseas and building her soul-aligned life and business. Afia has inspired thousands around the world to create their lives by design through her coaching. Afia highlights the strategy of science and spirituality behind manifestation in order to provide actionable advice from a grounded, no BS perspective. And queens, y'all know that seriously, me and Afia were like on the same page it was such an amazing conversation and she has a really beautiful perspective on you know the and journey around her mental health and especially being in Melbourne where she is is currently which was in lockdown for like basically two years and the shifts that she's had in that time and the impact that she is making so if you are here to listen all about manifestation on a different level deeper perspective hear about an inspiring story that's going to just spark your soul on fire and tap into your deeper manifestation magic this is the right episode for you sit back, enjoy, and I know you guys are going to love this one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beautiful Souls podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here today because I have an incredible guest that I cannot wait to dive into her story and everything that she's about and how far she's come and everything manifestation and mindset. Here I have joining us all the way from Melbourne, Australia, but originally from Scotland, Afia Salter. Thank you so much for being here today. And thank you so much for having me as well. It's such a beautiful way that the universe like brings us all together. And I love finding so many incredible women all around the world where you realize like 
you know, we have never met before this podcast, but we have similar perspectives and like mission in the world. And I would love to know if you like a little bit about your story, because I know you have a really fascinating journey of what led you to the, the life that you are living now, which is living in Melbourne, basically living your dream, helping beautiful women all around the world with their manifestation and their mindset in your business. But that wasn't always the case. Um, and so maybe you could just kind of start us from the beginning and like, what was your childhood like and what led you to where you are now? So I would say that I definitely did not have a typical childhood in that sense, in that um, I grew up in the care system and I was actually adopted at age three and moved to um, the borders of Scotland, moved to Edinburgh, and I grew up in Scotland um, from London, (laughs) in case people are wondering. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess like, you know, having a family and life was pretty normal at that stage until my mom did get sick when I was 10 years old. Um, and very quickly her health began to decline until she passed away when I was 14. And so even in those stages between 10 and 14, like I felt like I grew up so quickly because I was like, not only looking after myself and doing things independently for myself, but also, you know, almost having to be a parent to my mom as well and looking after my mom while she was sick. So I think um, growing up very quickly definitely caused me to shift my perspective on the world and also caused me to kind of come at things from a place of really a lot of fear and also trauma in that I just wanted to survive and get by. And I remember like my prominent thought at that age was like, I just want to have a normal life. I just want to do all the things Mm -hmm. that my friends are doing. I just want to go for sleepovers after school. I want to maybe be able to go on school trips and I want to feel like university is actually a possibility for me. And all of those things at that age felt really far away. Mm, Wow. I can like, and so your mom, you, you had a single mom. So then I, I know that it says you were orphaned at 14 years old. Like what happened from that point? Did you go back into the foster care system? So uh, actually, my sister and I ended up living with a family friend. Um, So at that time, I'd I'd reached out to my friend's mom. I told her everything that was happening. Obviously not like, hey, can we come live with you? But I was just, you know, I was in shock and I didn't really know what to do next. So I just phoned her to tell her what had happened. And she kind of came around to our house and was like, "Um, you know, I just was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I think, and in my mind at that age, I was like, oh, like, I guess we're going to go and live with my grand. But my grand's like 85 years old. There's no social worker who's going to like approve that decision for us to go live with her. Um, But I didn't know that. And so my friend's mom was like, don't worry about anything. You know, you've got three years left of school. This isn't like a good time for you to change and to move school. And if you were comfortable with it, I would love to like look after you and your sister. Um, And so that's what ended up happening and actually unfortunately six months after that my grand did pass away um and then yeah so it was a really difficult time and I saw so much loss at a young age even after my grand passed away a year after that my friend at school passed away and I just um remember the day that we found out and she'd been in a terrible accident and I showed up at school and everyone was leaving everyone was distraught and my hist I was kind of like just stood in shock because I didn't know what to do and I was like oh my god everything's repeating itself and I remember my history teacher came down and found me and she like took me up to her classroom and you know teachers aren't meant to hug students but she just like gave me this like massive hug and was Mm -hmm. like it's 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 okay and I was just devastated um and she really took me under her wing from that point helped me with um applications for uni helped me with extra studying and things like that and I felt like 
okay, maybe I'm not so alone in the world after all. That's really beautiful. It's like the universe, you know, even though you had people taken away, you were still supported in those times. But I can imagine like as, as a teenager, like having all of these things happen, like what was your perspective of the world then? And like, did you have kind of the spiritual view of the world back then? Or were you kind of in a place of just questioning, why is this all happening to me? So I actually grew up Buddhist and we lived next to a Buddhist monastery, but I was definitely questioning like, why is this happening? And um, before I was Buddhist, I was Christian as well. So I, I kind of still had some of that like Christian fear in a way. And I was like, why would God do this? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really difficult for me and it really challenged a lot of beliefs I did have about the world. So when I did approach spirituality in later life, you know, around 20 years old, I was like, okay, like what things do I want to believe and what things do I want to learn more about and what makes sense for me and are these old models of the world whether it's Buddhism or Christianity really fitting with the views that I have for myself and kind of giving myself permission to come at it from a different perspective. Mm, I yeah I, I think I was um, speaking to someone about this yesterday as well and it's like I feel like from the dogma of religion not that religion is bad I think it really resonates with so many people but it's like when we kind of get into this world of like new age spirituality and understanding the science behind it and like that we're living in a quantum model of reality it's like this deep unlearning and then like relearning and like trusting ourselves and having to build up our own beliefs which can can kind of be scary right because it's like sometimes easier to just be told this is the way that it is but at the same time also like really freeing um too and and I'd love to know what kind of led you into understanding about manifestations like oh I can create my reality because I like with the childhood and so many challenges like that you probably weren't thinking that at the time when you're 14. No, I definitely wasn't. And so moving on to a few years later, I had gotten into my first choice of uni and I was coming to my last year of uni in Scotland. We studied for four years. So I was in my third, third year and a friend who I'd been introduced to through blogging um, had invited me to join a network marketing company. So I joined that network marketing company. And then a huge part of that was like the personal development work. And she encouraged me to watch The Secret. She bought me um, my first ever personal development book, which was Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Suzanne Jeffers. And I was just like, Mm. wow, I felt like this whole new world had been open to me. But at the same time, I felt like a lot of it was like remembering things I already knew. Totally. Yeah. That's really funny that you say that. Cause that's actually kind of how I got into the personal development realm as well. I was like introduced around 18 to, um, a network marketing company. And then, and, and just, I think there's lots of different network marketing companies. And I think there's a lot of really amazing ones. I think many get a really bad rap, but one of the beautiful sides of network marketing is so many of them include like so much personal development. And that like, just kind of opened my realm to personal development. And then you realize like, I think just being around and, and maybe you resonate as well. Like what can kind of be the energy in, in network marketing is just really believing that you can create something that's different than what we're told, right? Like so many of us, and it sounds like you went through the same system as like me, you go to school and you go to university and you get a job. And it's just like, I think there's so many of us now at, at, that are with this great awakening and just, just, just the way the world is shifting that are like, no, there's like gotta be more. Like, why are we following this system like why are we following this paradigm it does not resonate with me and and I I feel very much the same as you where it's like 
learning all of this, it was kind of like a remembering as opposed to like, it just like all made sense. You know, I remember I was like, I even was only watched like the beginning of the secret. And I was like, oh, I don't need to watch it because I get it already. Like it makes sense, you know? Um, but yeah, like I, what was kind of your first taste of, of manifestation in all of that? So after watching The Secret, I was like, this is it. We're going to change our lives. Yeah. Going around to my friend's house. I was On like, the high. Making vision. Yeah, I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. I'm trying to tell my friends. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I remember one particular friend. I was like, we're going to have a vision board party. We're going to put The Secret on, watch it again. And we're going to make these vision boards. Um, and both at the time, we were both kind of struggling with our mental health. So it was something really exciting to us to kind of have this um this kind of new perspective and like oh we could actually have the power to change our reality we could actually create these wonderful things in our lives and all of these things could be possibilities for us and so at the time it was the beginning of 2016 and I'd been really really struggling I was severely depressed and I was also suffering from anxiety to the point where um, I was rarely leaving the house I had gone back to uni to study for my master's degree and I'd essentially done that from a place of like I actually don't know what I want to do as a job or as a career I don't really feel ready to finish uni yet so I didn't actually want to study a master's but I was just like "Mm, I could do it um and so going back into my master's I had realized like this is actually not what I want to be doing and I from very early on it was very clear that I didn't want to be there and it just was like I remember I would even take breaks from my classes and I would go to the bathroom and I would just like sit there for 10 minutes so I didn't have to be in the classroom because I was just like so disenchanted with what I was doing so yeah when I was like creating these vision boards with my friends I was just like okay like maybe it doesn't have to be so scary this period of finishing uni maybe there is something after after this and so I really went from that position where I was at at the beginning of the year with feeling like in some ways feeling like life was over I just didn't really feel like there was anything to look forward to or anywhere to go for me um to the end of the year where my mindset had completely changed I had actually graduated a couple of months early because I was going to be um moving from Scotland to Australia I had manifested some incredible people in my life and more importantly was the way I felt about myself like I felt so different about myself and my potential to create the things I wanted to create within my world and also to be supported inside of that even though I didn't have that um, kind of traditional family in a sense. Mm, Yeah it's really cool to see how you know I think so many times when we get into manifestation it can have to do with it the things that we're wanting to bring forward and then in the process of it we realize like the personal shift that we feel just like personal peace and like joy and like content fulfillment and contentment with with oneself that I think I feel like so many people in this world like if not everyone is really searching for that and then and then you get to this place where you start to realize oh like the external things will come and they are coming they have come and it's just kind of like a bonus but how I feel in my own world is is so yeah just it fulfilling it you know that's that's the word that comes to mind so I very much resonate with that what brought you to Australia what made you want to take the huge leap across the world that's not a small move (laughs) no it really isn't and I don't remember the exact moment when it became like a seed of an idea but I do remember talking about it with a friend we were both feeling similarly like oh I'm just so done with uni and my feeling was also like oh I'm so done with uni but also like oh I'm not ready to start a career like I've done five years of uni I don't want to then like be going into like the rest of my life like I feel like I need a moment to breathe 
Uh, and my friend shared the same sentiments as me and I'm not entirely sure how it came up but we we're like oh Australia that would that could be fun I'm also someone who hates the cold weather so I was like yes, this is amazing yeah. um so yeah my friend and I had decided to move to Australia together she was a bit more um worldly than I was at that point in time and she's like oh we could do some traveling in Southeast Asia first and I was like yes amazing and then kind of over in the time period between when we were meant to go and when we had made that decision, our friendship deteriorated to the point where it was three weeks before. And I was like, Hey, like we've not spoken in a while. Maybe we should like do some travel planning and stuff. And at that point she told me she wasn't going to be coming anymore uh, and that I should go by myself. And like solo travel was just not even on my radar. It was something that I didn't think I could do. And I remember telling my flatmate um, about it and she's like, but how are you going to travel by yourself when you get panic attacks? I was like, I don't know um but at that point I had number one I'd already told everyone I was leaving I had given up my apartment and I was like well what is the alternative if I don't go I felt like I there was nothing um not I didn't have anything to stay for but I was just like I need to be moving into like a next stage of my life and the career option just didn't feel right for me so ultimately I did decide to go alone and it was a terrifying decision for me and I remember even on the plane I cried on the plane like what have I done like life's finally starting to feel good again um and then I got off the plane and I was like I'm so meant to be here like this is everything Mm -hmm. I've ever wanted and more I just felt like you know, and all the biggest fears I have, like, what if something terrible happens? What if I get lost? What if I don't make any friends? Like, all those fears just dissipated. And within, like, the first couple of hours in Thailand, I made a friend who I not only kept bumping into in multiple points in Thailand, but across the span of three years, kept bumping into in Australia as well. would be, like, in the wow. Outback Farm and this guy that I met in Thailand. I was like, you? Again? You're here? Uh, <laughs> it's just so funny how the universe crazy. works like that. Yeah. Um, so going on that trip alone was absolutely something that I needed to do. And at the time it felt like the worst thing in the world. And then as time began to pass, I was like, oh no, this is absolutely the best thing to have ever happened to me. Yeah. Like talk about like a universal, like kick, you know, the universe was like, you need to live, get out of your environment. Like you like literally have no way of turning back, which you probably could have, but I'm sure like, you know, I see this happen like with myself and so many people. It's like, if you would have stayed, you probably would have got a lot of universal hits over the head and it would have been really challenging because you were like meant to go. And like, I see this happen so often with, you know, my clients and people in my world. It's like they all, the universe is giving them all these pushes and it can seem so terrifying. And then they take the leap and there's just this beautiful support on the other side. It doesn't mean it's all sunshine, sunshine and rainbows all the time, but it's like, like you can only call it like divine guidance, you know, uh, uh, on the other side of that. That's, that's really beautiful. Um, I would love to know as well, and you touch on your anxiety and how, like, how have you used kind of the combination between, I guess, new age spirituality and manifestation with working on your mental health and anxiety and, you know, you being in Melbourne, I don't know if everyone in the world knows this, but like Melbourne was locked down for like almost two years. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, even in this pandemic, there's so many people that are really and have been struggling with their mental health. And what are kind of the ways that you do use or have used that have helped you? I think my own relationship with the universe and spirituality has really helped me to dissect some potentially harmful beliefs I believe are out there like uh, namely around positive thinking and when I first heard about that and thoughts become things obviously at that time I was I was quite depressed um so hearing that didn't 
didn't feel good to me. It felt like, oh my goodness, I'm thinking all these thoughts and this is going to manifest into my reality. I'm the one who's like making my world so shit. Um, can I say that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I swear all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh no. And it really put like this unnecessary pressure on myself. Whereas I realized, yes, what most people are talking about is the law of attraction, but there's also the law of duality, which states that there are positives and minuses. There are ups and downs, and this isn't actually bad, but it's a natural part of the process that we all have to go through. And it really helped me to not necessarily favor one emotion over the other, but to build this process of self-inquiry and self-awareness where I was able to look at those things without making them mean anything about me. And so now, even as a manifestation coach, I have my own limiting beliefs, absolutely. I still experience anxiety from time to time and I'm not like, this makes me a terrible coach or I'm a manifestation coach. I shouldn't be experiencing these things. I'm like, actually, because I experience these things, I'm able to provide a richer experience to my clients. And so when people come to me and they're having these anxious thoughts around manifestation I'm like yeah look I get it and I'm not just saying that from the point of I empathize with you but also from the point of I have been there myself and so what I think is that when we are in the manifestation and mindset space it's really important to have a degree of discernment and if something doesn't feel like it resonates for you you're absolutely welcome to say no actually this isn't for me and that's spiritual as fuck like saying that this is for me or this isn't for me is hugely important and I believe especially when I'm talking to my clients I'm like actually one of the core stages of manifestation is boundaries like yes let's attract all the things that we want to have into our life but also let's be repelling all the things that don't serve us whether that's beliefs whether that's people or whether that's boundaries that we need to set within our own potential as well mm, yeah I, I, and I think that's like in the past few years I've really seen this dialogue of like pushing away just the positive thinking as real like the toxic positivity which I used to like be in that realm and I thought that that was the way to be and it's like you can never show the badness or the hardness but it's just really beautiful I think you said something that I talk a lot to my clients as well about it's like not making it mean anything like we can have the bad days we can have the hard moments and it doesn't mean anything about our life and our success or, or or anything at all like it's just a moment and I think it's also like you said you know, the law of duality, it, it also gives us deep perspective on like what joy is, right? Because it's like, I, I allow my, I can truly understand bliss because I've felt, you know, the hard moments. And it's really beautiful to be able to understand both. And I think in a world where there can be so much darkness and there can be so much to focus on that's hard it's also like continuing to walk the line and like look at the light find the light that can exist and this can exist you know what I mean um how did you get through two years of lockdown (laughs) you guys are kind of on the other side now right but like that's would have been hard on anyone even you know even if you're a manifestation mindset coach yeah it's Absolutely. It was a very confusing time. I think the thing is as well, is that it was six different lockdowns. So you get out of one and you're like, this is the last one. This is forever. And I mean, and up until about the third lockdown, that was what we truly believed. And then after lockdown number three, there is a like shift from this is the last one to, okay, this could happen anytime. And then even when you're not in lockdown, you kind of have this trepidation of like, oh no, is it going to happen again? Or just like feeling like the constant, like holding your breath and just being in this state of fear, um, which was very strange for me because 
when you have been like previously in like quite a bad place with your mental health and then you know living pretty um I would say level for the past few years and then experiencing like this like um level of anxiety that I forgot I experienced like I forgot that I used to feel this way and it's like whoa I've like come so far but also like oh I forgot how awful this feels to feel it Mm -hmm. um so acupuncture for me was something that was like so powerful and is actually something I only discovered um last year in 2021 but I had actually began going to these acupuncture sessions to help me manage my chronic pain because I have endometriosis and um what I realized was like after those sessions I was feeling so calm just like this state of bliss and I was like oh maybe I was experiencing more anxiety the day to day than I actually realized and then also because um naturopathy is an essential service it through all the lockdowns it was open so Mm -hmm. I was like okay rather than me just going to acupuncture once a month I'm going to be there every week um and it was just like somewhere to go outside of the house as well so that really really helped me to stay grounded and also doing my own um practices and checking in with how I was feeling and sometimes just allowing myself to have those days where I didn't do anything and for the first two lockdowns I decided to stop drinking as well and it wasn't that I was drinking excessive amounts at all I think I was drinking like once a week but I realized that I was like going through the week and I was like oh well I guess on Friday I can have some wine and that was all I had to look forward to and I was like "Mm, I don't really want to be developing like toxic habits in my life where this is the only joy so I'm just going to stop drinking until I can have a margarita in my hand that isn't made by myself and I spent like five or six months not drinking and I think that really helped me to stay grounded as well and I do drink again now but certainly less than I used to before and I think that I have like a really healthy relationship with a lot of things in my life because of that time spent in so much like isolation and solitude it really Mm. made me assess what my priorities are and even just last year there were two things that I dropped there was a launch that I dropped and there was also um I did these free virtual experiences, these free virtual retreats, which were essentially seven days where I was teaching my five-step manifestation method. And there would be like um, Zoom calls every day. I would have like one-on-one calls with the people inside of that. There would be workbooks, check-ins, everything. Um, And during the time while I was in lockdown, that was something that I did enjoy doing, although it was like quite taxing on me because I felt like I had to be like switched on for an entire month um, in the lead up to that. But what I realized is like, okay, now coming out of lockdown, I don't, I don't want to have that because although as much as I've enjoyed it and as much as I've enjoyed connecting with people, my priority for the next year is like more play, more enjoyment, more going outside and experiencing things. It's a priority for me not to work eight hours a day and to do three or four hours and then go to gym or go to yoga and see friends. And before I was just like work, 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 and especially through lockdown because that was it felt like that was all I had to do so yeah definitely um priorities the importance of like intentional solitude um and really just like being super compassionate with yourself even on Mm -hmm. the days where you're not feeling like you would hope to feel um it's just knowing that you need to like honor honor how your body is feeling honor how your mind is feeling and to um really create space for yourself intentionally create space for yourself to be Mm, yeah I've I've seen that so much with people 
in all different parts of the world, as I'm sure you have too, it's like the lockdown was and has been so hard on people, but there's also kind of been, again, like the duality of the people that are like, okay, I'm going to use this time to like make the fucking most of it and like work on my business, work on my dreams, work on myself, work on my nervous system, work on my health, whatever it is, or I'm kind of allow myself to spiral. And I've seen so many people that have, it's like, like you said, it's like you had nothing else to do, but (laughs) <laughs> to work right and I I felt similar last year being in Canada we were in a, a pretty much lockdown as well and it was like winter and like cold winter and like dark and it's like I was just doing TikTok lives all the time and I built up a really beautiful audience from that you know I don't want to do that as I don't do that as much anymore but it had a reason it had a purpose and I think it's like when we zoom out from our lives it's like we can kind of in hindsight see how everything's been working for us it's probably like the groundwork that you laid last year has really probably been serving your play this year right but sometimes when we're so stuck in the moment we forget that um and we can get wound up in the in the darkness and um yeah I, 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 that, I think that's a really beautiful perspective. What inspired you to take the leap from like, how did you go from being someone who's traveling to stepping into becoming a mindset manifestation coach? So I have actually been a content creator for the past nine years. And so throughout this past nine years, I've been blogging and initially it was a student blog kind of turned into a lifestyle blog. Then it was travel and mindset. And then obviously, (laughs) and it's funny because at this time I had just spent a considerable amount of time writing my first book, writing an ebook, which is about um, how to travel the world alone and especially kind of shining a light on some of the mindset behind it, shining some light on what it's like to actually travel the world as a black woman. And I had kind of like dragged my feet with this a little bit, but I had finally finished it, finally finalized it. And this was February, 2020. And then March, 2020 happens and the world completely changes. No one is going anywhere. And so at that point I was like, well, Hmm. <laughs> what are we going to do here? And Tits. for a while, yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, pivot universe. Yeah. It's like plot twist. <laughs> I was like, no. Um, so initially I was continuing to talk about travel, but I felt like it's, it begins to get quite demoralizing talking about travel when you can't actually travel and you don't know when you're going to be able to travel again. And so I was, then I was just talking more about the mindset stuff and, you know, being compassionate to yourself during lockdown. And then what I realized was that online, I had been portraying travel to be like the biggest piece of my life, but it actually wasn't. It was just a very small piece of my life that I felt like I needed to make the biggest piece of my life because, you know, you can only talk about one thing online. You have to stick to your niche, Mm. stick to your niche, talk about your niche. Um, but what I realized was like the mindset and manifestation work was absolutely the biggest piece of my life and something that I ultimately enjoyed sharing with people more. And so initially I was just talking about that more. And I even had this Facebook community that I'd had since 2018. And initially I started it as high vibe blogger tribe. And it was like mindset for bloggers. I was like, okay, well, what if I open this up, not just to be for bloggers, but you know, for a wider audience, women as a whole. And then from there, it kind of evolved into, okay, more than just talking about this, this is something that I want to work with people on a deeper level of and actually coach people on this stuff. You know, people were asking me all the time, like, well, how did you manifest this experience? Or how are you working with these brands when you have like 2000 followers? And I'm just like, oh, just my mindset towards it. And it had become so normalized for me that I was like, had to take myself back to a point where it wasn't and realize that yeah, although travel is something that I am still hugely passionate about and it's a big part of my life, I kind of want to keep that part to 
just traveling for the enjoyment of it and for me talking about manifestation and mindset doesn't actually take away from the enjoyment of it like travel does like when you're travel blogging you have to be so like oh need to get these photos need to write this about this location it's not it's it's fun but it's not fun fun because you have to be like so conscious of like oh I need to be sharing these things with people whereas the mindset and manifestation is so ingrained into like the the way that I live and who I am and so although travel was hugely important for me I felt like mindset and manifestation completely changed my life and saved my life and that was the gift that I wanted to share with the world Mm. it's beautiful to see kind of how you had that natural transition and I have a lot of like souls in my field and clients it's like they have those entrepreneurial you know, dreams or goals, and they might want to do something, whether it be travel or content creation or, or coaching or, or all of the things, creating a business, whatever it is, but people can get so stuck on like the how, right. Of it all. Was that something that ever kind of troubled you or did you just allow yourself to just go with the flow and see what happened? Yeah. It wasn't really something that ever troubled me because initially I didn't realize that it was becoming a business. I was just like, Oh, well, this is just what I'm going to talk about instead. And at that point, I wasn't really thinking about how I would monetize that or, or make an income from it. I was just like, let's just have a different conversation. Mm, Yeah. Were you somebody that I know, like, did you always have the confidence to show up online? Was that like, was the visibility part, like ever something for you? I know for me, you know, I had a background of being synchronized somewhere and I was performing. And so me showing up was like, it's never really a problem. I just didn't really give a fuck what people thought, but I know for some people, like it can be really big, right? Like really like anxiety driven, like what, if they're wanting to build a business online, like how do I show up? How do I, you know, it it, it was that you just seem to like have this natural confidence. Is that, was that always in you? Um, No, I think particularly for, it's so funny because I was actually just watching some videos the other day from when I was in like my network marketing business. And obviously I'd record videos for like Facebook community and to share with people. And so these were from like maybe 2015, 2016. And the energy in them is so different. Like I'm so nervous and my eyes are so shifty. It's really funny to watch (laughs) Um, to now where it's very natural for me to be speaking on camera, but it, it definitely wasn't always the case. Even with Instagram live, I went for a moment there for like three months where I really was in my head about it even though I was doing Facebook lives in my community that was like a private space we you knew the people in there wanted to hear what you had to say but for me showing up on Instagram I'm like oh well there could be people that don't want to hear this or even worse than that people from school listening to what I'm saying I know. Uh, I think that is the resistance for a lot of people is not about the people that you don't know it's about the people that you do know and how they're going to feel and what they're going to say and you know kind of mind reading and making up these scenarios for people who probably aren't like that invested in your life or even if they are like who cares and so that was a resistance to me that was the major resistance was people from my like in inverted commas old life seeing my Mm -hmm. new life and the way that I was showing up and talking about things and there is no better way to get through it than just doing it because although you can like talk yourself through it and like walk yourself through the process of what would happen until you get out there and start actually doing it and seeing that oh, the world didn't end. Okay, let's try it again, see if the world ends this time. Okay, and then like finally working through the belief that way. Sometimes you just need that kind of immersion by fire um, because otherwise you're just going to continue to talk yourself out of it and make excuses that to you probably seem very valid, um, but just aren't true. 
Yeah. It's kind of like you being literally like pushed by the universe and put on a plane and being dropped in Thailand. Like you just like learn through immersion and you just gotta like, you know, just start with the first post, start with the first live the first video, the first reel, the first TikTok, whatever it is. And like, yeah, it'll probably be cringeworthy. Like when you look back on it in five years, but like, that's where it all started. And you, you know, I think sometimes I see so many people, it's like, we um, want to make it perfect, like everything perfect. And it's like the, obviously the energy and the integrity of like showing up and doing your best, but it's more about kind of just like, I feel it's like the showing the universe that you're serious, you know, because like how boring would it be if we put something out there once and we all went viral and became like fucking multimillionaires. Like we actually like, it's the joy of the process of it all that brings us like the true fulfillment when we do end up receiving it. I, and I, I saw something that you posted recently just about like how the instant manifestations is kind of like from the years of work that we put in, but we seem to like think that someone's like quote unquote an overnight success you know like I think of um Jason Momoa like Aquaman sexy Aquaman and you know he like seems like in the past few years he's like been an overnight success but I remember hearing an interview of him where he's like been acting for like 25 years and like you know in his like early 40s finally people like give a fuck (laughs) and like it seems like it's instant like has that been something in your life as well yeah definitely you have to be willing to see it through and I'm definitely someone who um I love that instant gratification and those dopamine hits I'm like oh it makes it exciting like there's nothing more exciting to me than like highlighting stuff on my to-do list and checking it off or even making like multiple yeah. things or like one task so there's more to stick off I'm like oh exciting <laughs> um but when it comes to manifestation you have to really be in it for the long game and it's not just about like having this one nice thing one time or manifesting that one amount of money that one time but thinking about like how do I want to incorporate this into my life my way of being moving forward and also I think it's a huge practice in keeping your promises to yourself and keeping your word to yourself like even when it looks like things aren't going your way or you're not going to get what you want will you still keep moving forward anyway and are you going to prioritize yourself anyway and I think a lot in the online space I see people say things like let's not normalize this let's normalize this but rather than saying let's normalize this I think we should shift the conversation to let's prioritize this and begin making it more of an internal conversation like how are you prioritizing your fulfillment how are you prioritizing your growth your joy your journey and part of that is increasing your propensity for failure Mm, totally like you got to fail forward and fail lots I think of the, um, I love using this story, but it's like the guy that created like the Dyson vacuum that we all now know. It's like, I'm an adult now, (laughs) whatever that means. And like dream vacuum, you know, you're like an adult when you're like, you know, the Dyson vacuum is the best. But anyways, he had like 5,000 failed prototypes that led him now into the like multi-million, probably billion dollar business that is the best vacuums in the world. And now they have like hair curlers and hair dryers right but like he failed 5,000 times for 15 years I'm like I'm thinking like I don't know if I would have the the tenacity to fail 5,000 times like good on him right but it's I see this like consistently with people it's like yeah you're gonna fail but I truly believe if it's as long as it's in alignment with your heart and you keep going, it's going to happen. Like it's just inevitable of it happening, but it's having the mindset to continue to walk the path, even when the pandemics and the curveballs and the detours and the hardships come up because that is part of life and it's part of growth, but allowing us to like 
you know, I, I, one of the quotes I've been loving the past year is like, I'm here to play the long game, not the short game. But I think sometimes we can be in this manifestation world. And you, I think when you're at the beginning of it, you, you get lots of like, you can get like instant gratification. You're like, oh shit, this works. And then you get into this place where you're like, it's not just about like a quick fix when you can get the parking spots and like the things, but it's like really about how you want to create your life in the long term, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think absolutely there can be those you know smaller moments that indicate to you or even like the angel numbers that are nudged to you that you're on the right path but I always say to people like rather than asking for a sign am I on the right path like don't outsource those decisions like make those decisions internally and see everything else as a confirmation rather than I need this in order to move forward because as long as you're waiting for that external like yep you can go ahead now you're going to be waiting forever and the the game's continually going to change so realizing how much autonomy and how much power that we have ourselves is so powerful and I think it just it just changes the game that you're playing. And I think it really allows you to step into who you've always been. Yeah. Like, like we said, like a while ago, it's like that remembering and it's a, you know, I've been really lately like tapping into like the frequencies. It's like, you know, you know, the law of assumption or just assuming the feeling is like, if I'm already at this place where I have, you know, all of these things, then how I would I act? Whereas I think sometimes in when people start to get into law of attraction manifestation it can come from the energy of desperation which like we know is like a repelling energy and it actually is like if you desperately want something and you're always focusing on it and you're like waiting for the clock to tick over from 11 10 to 11 11 to see your sign like that's not actually allowing you to receive in your life um so i yeah i think this really important conversation for for people to understand um I would love to know, I I saw that you have like a lifetime manifestation journal Um, and you said, tell me a little bit about that and some of the things that you've ticked off. So I think I actually read this in the success principles by Jack Canfield, which is like one of my all time favorite books. And as a side note from that, um, I actually sent this to a girl on Instagram. I saw she was posting a lot of personal development stuff. And this was like a beginning of pandemic so back in 2020 and I was like this book is amazing I know you're into personal development you should read this and then that led into oh we should meet up for coffee and now she's one of my best friends so thanks Jack Canfield for that that's (laughs) Um, so cute but yeah so I think one of the things he said in there was about having lifetime goals and things that you want to manifest in your lifetime not just in the short term so I have this journal and I add to it and it's like things that I want to manifest like for life and one of the things that has been in there for the longest time in fact since I created my first vision board was um giving a TED talk that's just like one of my all-time dreams it's just something that I deeply desire to do and so rather than jumping straight from I want to give a TED talk to giving a TED talk I have been taking steps over the past years to get me closer so I've read a book called Talks Like TED I have gone to um an event which is about how to become a better public speaker I have um I in fact 
last year I went to my first kind of virtual online TED event and it's called a TED circle, which is kind of like a reading group except you discuss a TED talk. And I'm like, yes, everything I'm doing is getting me closer. You know, even being on podcast interviews and talking more to the point where it's natural for me to talk without notes, which obviously in a TED talk, you can't have like a notebook mm. of things you're going to say. So all of these things are moving me closer to that lifetime goal. And then the other thing, which is so great about having this journal of lifetime goals is it really reinforces the fact that you can manifest multiple things at one time so I'm not focusing on all 50 of those things at any one given time that would just be absurd but because I've written down and because I've said they're important to me like your subconscious mind remembers every single thing that's ever happened so just because I'm not consciously aware of it doesn't mean in the background that my subconscious isn't like oh this would move her closer to this thing that she said was important Mm, yeah very true and I love that you know it's such a like simple but powerful idea like I have so many things that I know that I want to manifest in my life they're just in my head though you know and so I think I'm gonna take that on and I'm gonna get a little book from me and my fiance and we're gonna we're gonna write that down because we speak about it but I think there's just a nice thing of like solidifying the energy of it in 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 written form um and it's cool to see yeah just just kind of like as well you know you kind of just put it away it's like the releasing of expectation it's like obviously you're going to work towards it but just like kind of allow the magic to happen as it may um is there what do you want to share like maybe I know I think I saw that you said you've like crossed five things off what are some of the things that you crossed off in there so it's funny because one of the things that I wrote in there when I first opened the journal is like maybe one day I would start a podcast <laughs> and now I have a podcast oh like 70 episodes and I was like wow um, and I I opened that book the other day and there were things like I forgot I even put on there like buying my first luxury handbag which was something that I did last year I was like oh I put this in my book I totally forgot that this is even a thing uh, and even when I went to the store I went to buy it and I had the specific color that I wanted the lining to be in my head and I got there and he's like oh sorry um we don't have any left of the thing there should be some more here but I don't know where they are and he's like I'm gonna go away and look for them and then while he goes away to look uh one of the shop associates comes back and she puts like one bag into the drawer and he comes back and he's like sorry I couldn't find the one that you wanted and he opened the drawer and he's like just like I said we just have the ones I showed you before oh wait and then he pulls out the bag and he's like oh this is the one this is the last one that we have and I was like wow thank you universe it was meant for you (laughs) yeah I'm just like thank you friend and it was just yeah a really beautiful experience and looking over those lifetime goals I just feel like when you know if to say like five out of 50 doesn't seem like maybe a huge number to some people but I'm like that's five out of 50 things I'm achieving in my like lifetime like that's huge and it really helps you put into perspective when you do feel like oh I want that instant gratification of obviously like the goals I have for the year or the goals I have for the month when you're shifting your perspective to focusing on like the long-term vision it's like I am so much further along than I sometimes even allow myself to realize Mm. Yeah, I remember Tony Robbins. I heard like this quote from him. It's like, we we overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And then again, like in a lifetime. And it's like, I look back at the past 10 years of my life, I'm like, holy crap. Like I couldn't even have dreamed that big 10 years ago, like to see what I'm doing now. But sometimes when we're in the moment, we can almost like, it's like kind of a funny thing when you're in the manifestation realm because you're like working towards something, but then sometimes we can focus on the fact that we don't have it yet because of like a certain timeline. And I'm a, 
I think I believe that setting timelines is like, if you, if you desire it, I think there's nothing wrong with it, but just not the focus on the time because the universe doesn't, it's not like, oh, it's like 1222, you know, on December 21st now. So obviously it should be here. It's like, time is not linear. Right. So it's kind of like allowing ourselves to be in the desire, but also in the releasing. And I think the way that of just doing the lifetime goals is like a really cool um, example of that. And cool to see how some of them have come true that you've like actually forgotten right because you're just like living in the energy of it what are some of like like what are some of your big visions like for what is next for you Afia oh changing the world one person at a time um I love it (laughs) I think some of my big visions is just to you know continually be learning more about myself and doing things that are bringing more equilibrium into my life so at the moment this is like I've finally built up like after being in and out of lockdown I'm someone who doesn't like to do home workouts it just doesn't work it just doesn't work for me I just don't have the motivation there's nothing exciting or enjoyable about it for me so I finally got back into a consistent routine of like going to the gym and I actually just shared yesterday that I forgot to take like a progress picture when I just started that and I went to take one yesterday I was like whoa my body's actually changed so much and I didn't realize because I'm like not zooming out and looking at the full picture so maintaining my health and well-being is something that's really important for me and I actually recorded an episode recently on manifesting money and I said you know if manifesting more money is an intention for you and you have like this desire like okay if I was making ten thousand dollars a month ten thousand dollars a month is my dream income amount and rather than just focusing on like I want ten thousand dollars if you have the ten thousand dollars like what areas of your life would this be divided between? And so for me, one of the things that I shared was like, if I had my desired income amount, I would be spending like a thousand dollars a month, like just on health and well-being. And then at mm. the end of the year, I was like, whoa, I've actually shifted so that the portion of money I'm dividing towards that is like almost is almost there. So even if you're right now you're at your one thousand dollars and you're aiming for ten thousand dollars, still divide that like among the areas that are important to you so that you're seeing that you're moving closer to that every day so yeah for me I'm really looking to goals that are not just exciting in the moment but are securing my future I started investing for the first time last year and uh, if you're you know if you're into investing in finances you know that the market's taken a huge dip at the moment so like 20% I'm like yeah I know how to invest now like 20% down (laughs) on everything but again even with that you have to look at like the 10-year vision of what's going to happen with your money so that is a very important lesson in manifestation in that you have to continue going keep putting money in even when it looks like um, the game is rigged against you I'm someone who always believes when it comes to manifestation that the game is absolutely rigged in my favor um, and not only does the universe have my best interests at heart, but I always have my best interests at heart and I will always put myself first in my growth, my fulfillment, and in fact, fulfillment over happiness because I know it's not possible to maintain this constant state of being happy. Um, but it is it is possible to be maintaining this state of fulfillment and to ensure that everything you do is moving you towards that. Mm, mm, definitely. And the, what is the work that you do now? I know you, you have a mastermind, right. And you do, you work, do you work with business owners and people that work online and you kind of work in that manifestation mindset realm and all of that? Tell us a bit about that. Yes. So it's really about helping people to manifest their extraordinary lives. And what this looks like is helping people to create more freedom inside of that. So within their business, within their life, within their relationships, it's really helping people to think of the kind of vision and the legacy that they want to create 
and helping them transform their confidence, their relationship to boundaries, their relationship to themselves inside of that and having the support and the community to get there. And so the mastermind, you know, is a 12 month program because I don't want to just say like, oh, let's just join this program for a month. And then overnight, the way that you believe is going to be changed. Something that's I really love to see inside of this mastermind is people will kind of be in their own seasons and some of these will be like a hustle season some of these will be a growth season some of these will be relaxing seasons some of these will be more challenging seasons and I think you get to know yourself on such a deep level when you're doing that work for a year and not just like oh I'm going to listen to something every now and again but you're continually checking in with how you feel in this process so it's not just about ticking off every single thing that you want to manifest but noticing what comes up for you when things aren't happening as expected when something challenging does happen when you feel like things are going to shit like how are you reacting then is equally as important if not more important than how things feel when things are going your way Mm, and and like it's the like you said like it's the long game like I think Um, I love that you do that over 12 months because you can see a lot of change over 12 months, you know, seeing some of my clients that I've worked with, it's like their lives have completely changed. But sometimes like when we start a program, we're like, cool, the end of January, I'm going to be a whole new person. It's like, well, maybe not quite yet. But again, like when you zoom out, it's pretty amazing to see what can happen like over a period of time as well. Um, that's amazing. Um, and so you also have the manifestation edit podcast, you have your mastermind and what are ways that people can find you or work with you or hear more from you if they're wanting to contact you? Yeah. So you can absolutely check out my podcast, um, the manifest edit podcast. You can come hang out on Instagram. I'm at underscore. And I also have a free training on the power of subconscious manifestation, um, which really looks at the relationship between your conscious and subconscious conscious mind and how to use these as a tool to help you manifest your desires. Um, so you can check that out um, via the link in the show notes. Awesome. I will make sure that that is linked for everyone. And is there anything else that you would like to share before we wrap up today? Um, I think just something that I would love to share is that Um, the word that I chose for this year was magic and it's about like kind of Mm -hmm. seeing the beautiful in the everyday being open to experiences and spontaneous adventures and surprises and just really expecting to be um, really expecting the unexpected in the most beautiful way and looking out for like actually really beautiful surprises and I think after the past couple of years like don't let that be an indicator of how things can be going forward if you have had a challenging time inside of that like it's okay to begin dreaming again, even though the world doesn't look how we would want it to look. Mm, Yeah. And I think it's so important as well to like hold that hope because that's how we, that's how we will see the change. It's like, especially in the, the moments where we're, you know, two years into a pandemic, it's like even more than ever, we need to hold hope right now because it will pass. Like it's, it's just not going to be forever. Like it is a season of life. And I think the people that, can find their strength in these moments are going to be fucking so powerful when we shift into kind of like we're in like a winter when we shift into like this spring season that is and I don't mean like the season but like you know sometimes these seasons can be like a few years do you know what I mean and we're we are in a winter but we're going to be shifting into a spring and the people that have been allowing themselves the grace to kind of learn and work on themselves and love themselves in this time are going to really really flourish and it's not too late 
I believe that as well. It's not too late. So it's been such a pleasure to speak with you and um, hear about, you know, your life experience. And I just really want to honor you for the work that you do. And, you know, I think that your story is such an incredible inspiration to people at any level. You know, I think so often we can be tied to our story and use it as a reason why we can't do something. But more than anything, it's like, this is why I love hearing people's stories because no matter the story, we can actually create a reality no matter the background. And some people have had more challenges or different challenges than other people, but it doesn't change the fact that we are all creators of a reality, no matter where we come from, no matter what color we are, no matter anything. And like, we get to choose to have the creator mindset. And I love that, you know, your story is such an example of that from the challenges that you have had in your childhood to what you have created now. It's just so beautiful to see. And thank you for your energy and your time and for all that you have shared and all that you're doing. And I can't wait to watch Ted talk someday. (laughs) They'll be awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Go check out Afia on Instagram and may everyone have a beautiful day. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.